for Tuesday, February 8th, the 39th day of 2022. There are 326 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through in the know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 Moose. Live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud or iTunes podcast. On Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter. And the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. We'll talk to you about that. We'll also uh, take a look at uh, day number, I don't know, whatever day number of the Olympics it is. And also get you one day closer to Super Bowl 56. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In The No. He is the five-time winner of the coveted Ohio Newshawk Award. He's the two-time Silver Sound nominee. Covering every corner of the globe. London, Moscow, Paris, Beijing, and even Litchfield. A Sam Gormley. And the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Not too bad. You're one day closer to Super Bowl 56. Oh, I thought you were talking about Grayson County Whitefield Trinity on Friday night. Well, we are one day closer to that as well. I just don't figure that's causing you to lose sleep. No, I'm not. I'm not losing sleep. I'm uh, probably starting on Friday. I mean, this is just a really busy week for Cougar Sports too. We got four games in five days, or I guess five games in five days because. Technically, there's a doubleheader on Friday, so there's just a lot going on. Keeping up the time, to stay occupied and busy, so you Correct. don't have time to dwell. Correct. All right, that's uh, very good. So it's uh, uh, Tuesday, so we got uh, light crew again today. So uh, still got sick daughter at home, and so that means wife at home today as well, taking care of sick daughter. Uh, but all, normally on Tuesday, uh, Tuesday's the day we usually look forward to uh, Dennis Cook filling in with us. And I do have an update for you this morning. I didn't. I didn't share yesterday because it. Well, it wasn't mine to share, so I did not have. Uh, I I didn't seek permission, and I didn't have permission, and so I didn't say anything. But uh, Dennis had surgery yesterday, and a surgery that they've been planning for uh, uh, several weeks. And so yesterday was the yesterday was the day, and we knew it would take him some time to recover. I was able to stay updated yesterday from Sarah. Everything went uh, well. They were pleased. Praise the Lord for that. And then I actually did hear uh, from Dennis yesterday, middle of the day, and he wanted me to tell everyone in, in the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country, this is a quote, that UConn lives. That's what he wanted me to tell everyone, and I said I would be delighted to do that. So we wish him a speedy recovery. And uh, look forward to his return uh, in the in the near future. Don't know exactly when that might be, but hopefully very soon. Yeah, it's, it's weird. Uh, I was telling somebody this morning, say it's weird that it's not seeing him on a Tuesday. My week just doesn't feel right. Weird. There's no Yukon today. Correct. Well, you'll probably hear from him otherwise today. So well, it I might. I guess I get fill the, the son of Yukon tonight. For ah. Cougar basketball, so I guess I do get a connection. Son of UConn, yeah. That's uh, can yeah, I call him that? That's, that's fine with me. <laughs> I've probably been called worse. I don't know. <laughs> I can probably presume so. Fifty degrees in sight today. We will begin the roller coaster of temperatures. Warming today and tomorrow, cooling on Thursday. Then we'll see warming on Friday. We'll see a cold weekend. There are some. 
precipitation chances for the region, but not necessarily for the localized area. So don't worry too much about that. Uh, I like to keep an eye on, uh, well, obviously the forecast from our partners at Wave, but then I also like to get, you know, super local within the forecast and kind of get a better feeling for what it's going to be like in uh, in between the lakes. And so I don't expect much, uh, I don't expect anything in the way of precipitation for the next several days. But you see that roller coaster. So 52 today, 54 tomorrow, then 45 on Thursday, then uh, closing in on 60 on Friday, and then 39 on Saturday is the high. And so I guess it's just part of the gradual stair step up to warmer temperatures. I'm liking what I'm seeing, though, in 10 days, 57, Let's and I'm liking that little stair step up. Hopefully that continues and we're done with cold yeah, and snow. Yeah, I'd like to be able to see what's happening on, say, next Friday. Uh-huh. Other than rain, looks like next uh, mid to late next week going to be a lot of rain for this region of the United States, not just uh, for us here locally. But officially partly cloudy, 50 today is what we'll call it. Increasing clouds, 35 tonight. Mostly cloudy and 53 for the high tomorrow is what you can expect. We've been, uh, you know, we've been through that period last Wednesday where we got all that rain and then we got a small amount of um, ice and freezing rain on and then a little bit of snow on top of that. But we kind of forget about the rain because we had the freezing precipitation after that. But what the rain has done is it has has, uh, led to by now flooding into the Ohio River where you had our waterways were higher through the weekend even though it was frozen that water that fell on Wednesday and early on Thursday had to go somewhere well the downstream effect of that is the US Coast Guard is warning of rough conditions on the Ohio River because of high water i don't recall them doing this i don't know i don't you know, remember that the number of times that the the number of times that the Ohio River has been high or has been flooded I don't remember ever seeing, hey, the Coast Guard saying you don't want to be look uh, be on the lookout. But higher than usual, water levels have created stronger currents. The Guard said debris, rip currents, and eddies are showing up in areas along the river where they don't normally occur. The Coast Guard received reports of ships striking fixed objects called elisions over the weekend. No injuries or spills from the incidents had been reported, an, according to the Coast Guard. Eddie? Is that a better uh, or a money? It's a what? Is it a veter or a money? Uh, it's a more of a money. I, okay. I prefer, yeah, because you walk on water. Okay. I don't know. I see. If, so. There you go. Uh, President Biden uh, held a, uh, a meeting yesterday at the White House with it's the new um, the new Prime Minister of uh, uh, the new Chancellor of uh, Germany. Germany. Uh, no more, no more Angela Merkel. Mm-hmm. Now we get. Um, Oh, uh, oh, what's his face? But is uh, his name Olaf? Um, which, which I just feel like the summer. Thing, yes, um, I was going to say I feel like the German Chancellor being named <laughs> Olaf just sounds right. President Biden met with Germany's new leader yesterday and vowed the crucial Nord Stream to Russia to Germany pipeline will be blocked if Russia further invades Ukraine. Russia's Vladimir Putin reported retorted that the U.S. and its allies are the only ones talking invasion. At the same time, Putin and French President Emmanuel Macron met for more than five hours in Moscow at the same time that Olaf Scholz and President Biden spoke at the White House in efforts to defuse the crisis before armed conflict breaks out. The funniest thing to me about this 
if there's anything that can be funny, but in this gamesmanship that's being played. I like how the Biden administration says that if Russia gets cagey, there will be no Nord Stream 2 pipeline for Russia. Well, so I think Russia is selling items in the pipeline. So the pipeline is built, but it's not operating yet. And the U.S. says there won't be any Nord Stream 2 pipe. Well, that impacts Germany. That doesn't, right, that doesn't impact the Biden administration or the United States. But it's funny how the United States is saying, you won't be able to have that pipeline. And Germany's going, oh, wait wait a minute. that That's ours to threaten, not yours to threaten. So we'll see how they... Olaf's not just saying let it go. Sort that out. He is not saying he's not saying let it go. By the way, as an aside, if your kids have not discovered the Olaf shorts on Disney Plus, they're the they're Olaf's synopsis of classic Disney movies. It's so well done. It uh, is well worth your time. Oh, so and they like do like Cinderella or something. It's exactly what they Are do. They so he reenacts. No, they're three minutes long. Oh, and so in three minutes, in three minutes, Olaf does the entire summary, the Cliff Notes version of The Little Mermaid and hmm. The Lion King. And so anyway, it's really good. And by the way, you don't have to have kids to like it if you'd like to go and look. It just, it just Is that coming from experience? Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> all, all you got to do is blame and say, I have a niece and a nephew that would like this, so I'm doing... I'm doing research. At one time, I might. I mean, in the future, I might have one. You're preparing for your future. Got to get ready for it. There's no harm in that. Governor Bashir announced a three-day total of COVID cases yesterday. Uh, Saturday was 4816. Sunday was 3696. Monday was 3835. Makes me wonder how much the winter weather impacted people testing. You know, whether testing got suspended, paused, canceled, or people just said, I'm staying in, I'm not getting out. It did lead to a a better-looking number over a three-day period. Will be, again, of interest to see today's number when it comes out. But that's a total of, um, that's about 12,300. But 93 new deaths reported. The positivity rate continues to come on down for the 17th straight day to 23.51, 2124 Kentuckians hospitalized today. The statewide incidence rate was down uh, to 105, which is a 50-point drop from uh, the end of last week, so continuing to go off in the uh, correct direction. Uh, Death still remaining high, of course, but uh, we'll, we'll circle back to that a little bit in just a moment as it pertains to schools. This is... Um, this is this uh, this story is hard to explain to you, so I want you to stay with me. the The brother of a Bullet County man who was murdered in late January as his trailer was being stolen has shot the man suspected of killing his brother. Okay. You with me so far? I got that. Uh, Wednesday, 44-year-old Stanley Watts of Shepherdsville shot 22-year-old Bradley Simmons of Brownsville in the parking lot of a grocery store on Southside Drive in Louisville. Watts, who fired at Simmons four times, shot him once in the leg and then fled the scene. Simmons was transported to UofL with non-life-threatening injuries. 
He was arrested later that day by the Bullitt County Sheriff's Office and charged with murder and first-degree robbery. Simmons being held in the Bullitt County Detention Center. Simmons is a felon who was wanted for killing Stanley Watts' brother, 42-year-old Kevin Watts, while stealing his enclosed trailer that had a race car inside from his residence on Woodsdale Road on January the 22nd. So you remember this story from late January when uh, thieves were breaking in, mm-hmm. guy goes chasing them, and shots exchanged, and the guy the guy gets shot and he dies. Yes? Mm-hmm. And so, Something like that, yeah. And so now, but it seems like to me out of that, all of the people are accounted for. So, well, how did this lead to a shooting, a retaliatory, allegedly, shooting in Louisville middle of last week? So it's weird. It's a loaded story. It's, uh, I need a diagram. We'll work on that. Need like from the hangover there. Yeah, Popping up there. And- something, yeah. Governors of four states announced yesterday to lift statewide mask requirements in schools by the end of February or March, citing the rapid easing of COVID-19's Omicron surge. Decisions in Connecticut, Delaware, New Jersey, and Oregon were announced as state and local governments grapple with which virus restrictions to jettison and which ones to keep in place. The changes also come amid a growing sense that the virus is never going to go away and Americans need to find a way to coexist with it. The White House, when asked about it yesterday, said we'd prefer they didn't, but we understand they'll do whatever it is that they think is in their best interest. So lots of important decisions coming for lots of people, not just school districts uh, around the country in the coming days, because if you... I guess we'll never know what the Omicron surge would have been like had we not had school mask mandates. I assume that they're being enforced. I know that they're in place, and I will presume that it's practical that they're being used. We won't know the path not taken. But there also is an argument to say if the positivity goes higher than 33%, one and a third, are, is it really being effective in slowing the spread? Was Omicron just one of those things that was just going to run through X percent of people no matter what it is that you did? I don't know the answer to that, but I know that it's worthy of asking a question. So schools are going to have to really look at and go, okay, when do we do something different than what we're doing right now? And you've got four states that are saying, all right, we're ready. We're ready to do something different. So just... I'm just saying pay attention to what's happening in the coming weeks and months on our our um our people's beliefs shifting a little bit are they is has fatigue reached the point where we say okay we we got to do something different we got to turn the corner we've got to this or we've got to that so it's going to be a very interesting time uh for our communities and our societies in the near future. Legislation has been introduced in the Kentucky General Assembly that would require the state's public four-year institutions to set the rates for tuition and mandatory fees for each entering class and freeze those rates for four years for all in-state students. Representative uh, William Lawrence from Maysville has filed House Bill 452, 
which is the Kentucky Student Tuition Protection and Accountability Act, which he says will address the overwhelming rising rate of college tuition and its impact on Kentucky families. Kentucky's public universities have worked to increase scholarship and financial aid. He did note that, but says at a rate that has always fallen well below the rate of tuition and fee increases. Under the bill, public universities that seek to raise tuition above 5% would have to receive approval from the General Assembly. Other states in the U.S. have passed similar measures, including Ohio in 2019, North Carolina in 2016. So the question is this. If you embark upon... Uh, secondary education at our universities. Do you, does the university owe it to you that as you forecast and prepare and say, I am going to enter your, your system of higher learning at this university, I'll use the University of Kentucky as the example. If I say I'm going to enroll at the University of Kentucky, should you have to honor the tuition and fees that brought me to that university while I'm there or for some finite period of time. See, I think the, what you'll see with this is that you're going to see universities that will raise it by 4.9%. That's true. And and that's why I think that it, in reason that 5% mark is good, but they're just going to raise it by, oh, we're only going to do 4.5 this year. And, I mean, Western had multiple tuition rises when I was there, and it adds up. You know, I mean, that's a, uh, and I well, mean, obviously the, over four years, it's a 20% increase. Correct. Um, and then you, I mean, you think of other things too, that cost, I mean, uh, food, room and board and, and everything. It, 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 the right. part that really is textbooks and all that, that are just stupid outrageous. But should they be able to forecast far enough into the future? There's a, there's a general assembly component to this too, though. Because from a funding standpoint, if uh, you know, if funding from other sources, from non-tuition sources, changes, which is you know that's a, a big, huge portion of their budget, you know, sh- should they be able to basically pledge to a student, if you come here, we're not going to move the goalpost while you're while you're here, because you'll have students and parents that might have saved X amount of money. They've invested this into their 529, and they said, when it comes time, you're going to go to school, and we have that money set aside, only to get to that point and go, oh, wait a minute, we miscalculated, we're short by a year because of tuition increases. And so there has to be some middle ground, and like you say, if they're setting it at 5%, they'll figure out a way to take the 4.9, but if they set it at 2.5%, they'd take the 2.4. Uh, yeah, yeah, you fully, so fully admit that. I don't know how you – you've got to find some middle ground. If they made me the czar of, of – yeah, I'm going yeah, to say the czar of education and higher education, that would make a lot of changes, and and tuition increases would be one of them. I don't, I don't have enough time to go through all the changes I'd make. Top Grayson County High School musicians recently performed at a music educators conference. And uh, the Grayson County All-State Orchestra musicians performed at the Kentucky Center for the Arts during the recent KMEA annual conference. Hundreds of string students statewide audition each year for this prestigious honor. You can see those uh, individuals there. Um, you got Adam French, Bethany Ray, uh, Michelle Lynch. You've got Austin Walker, uh, Dawson Gorby, and then, of course, Stacy French uh, on the right there if you're watching with us. I remember what a big deal. I can't imagine what it would be like to play Kentucky Center for the Arts. Uh, I don't know. Was that Whitney Hall? I'm not sure which uh, if it was Whitney Hall they played or not. But I know, like, how what a big deal when I got to play in Van Meter. 
at Western. I know, I got to play at UK's. And it was like, was that at the Singletary Center yes. that you performed? And yes. So, but when you know cool. when you're in a different room We like played that, at, right? at NKU's, uh, they're, they host our festival there, and it, it mm-hmm. was always the acoustics. Which is so much different than a oh, high yeah. school auditorium. Completely and totally different. Uh-huh. It's a lot more fun. And then 12th District Basketball last night, Grayson County High School. Grayson County Cougars didn't fare so well, Sam. Edmondson County came away with a 49-44 win. Uh, it was, it was a, I mean, that, that five-point mark was the largest lead for either team in the entire game. It was back and forth. It was tied 44-44. Evan Stice for Edmondson County hit a three with... 44 seconds left. Uh, Grace went down. They missed free throws. Edmondson came down. They made their free throws. And the Wildcats came away with what was probably a little bit of an upset at the Cougar Den. Uh, Lady Cougars also lost to Thomas Nelson 45-41. They had a heartbreaker uh, as well. Yeah. Uh, they were so close to pulling off another win. They're just they're just so close. And it, right it, it, it breaks my heart. And the Lady Cougars are at Mead County tonight. And the Cougar boys are at Breck. So we'll be with them on uh, 103.9 The Moose. All right, so you're traveling to Harned. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite places to go. I always like to go to Breck County. That's not a bad road trip. You know, just the closest turn, closest high school? Probably. probably. Yeah. Just turn right out of the parking lot. And if you can make one left turn and get to the parking lot, you're in good yeah. shape. we got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way. Hang around here on In the Middle. Today is Opera Day. Sam, what's your favorite opera? Phantom. Uh, I thought you might say that. My favorite opera, without a doubt, hands down, is The Rabbit of Seville. Not sure I've ever heard of it. You've never seen The Rabbit of Seville on Looney Tunes? Oh. Bugs Bunny is in the opera. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I know. Now I know. Coming to oh. my shop. Let me catch him up. And he just says, when he's Leopold, Leopold, and he walks in and he's he makes him hold that note forever, and he leaves his hand up in the air while he walks away and like gets a soft drink or whatever, and he comes back and that's just the best opera ever. Today is also Safer Internet Day. I'm not sure entirely how you. I mean. It sounds good. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm all for it. I'm just not sure uh, exactly what safer internet means. Less, it's in the eye of the boulder, isn't le- it? Less virus. Now that idea. Less, I don't know. Um, uh, it's uh, help make the internet a safer and better place for all, especially children, by taking uh, measures to prevent online dangers such as bullying and, and identity theft. All right, oh, yeah. That's nobody's ever been bullied on the internet. We should work, we should work to do that. Uh, Boy Scout Day today. Celebrating the birthday of the scouting in America. And it's also National Kite Flying Day today. Well, so. it's a windy day outside. I look over and the flag is blowing across the way. So. Got a little wind kicked up mm-hmm. over there that might be all right. Uh, don't well, you, for- haven't you, didn't you say you flew a kite from this room? I did, as a matter as uh-huh. a matter of fact, from right over there in that window. I was going to say, I um, thought I remembered you telling that yeah, story. Yeah, I flew a, flew a kite right there from that window and... Um, those two trees in the front yard were much smaller. Uh-huh. They were 30 years smaller. So, yeah. Now, were you supposed to do that or no? No one said I couldn't. Yeah, well. There was, there was not, there were no posters. There were no 
posters posted. There was nothing in the handbook. There was nothing. So, there, there's nothing that had been tweeted that said that I couldn't. Nothing has been tweeted. So does that mean I, we can do it still? Because nothing has been <laughs> tweeted or posted <laughs> since then either. Do you have a Do you have a kite? No. Okay. I can probably go to the store and find Listen, one. You can. You, hey, knock yourself out. Um, but I'll just tell you. That, it's that, going to get caught in that tree real quick. That tree is going to eat it in a hurry. So Maybe I'll go out the back window. Well, that presents a whole other set of challenges. <laughs> uh, don't forget that Monday is Valentine's Day. Here are six countries where Valentine's Day is banned. So if you're looking to escape Valentine's Day forever, then I've got some countries for you that you might want to consider moving to. At uh, number one, Saudi Arabia. Kind of makes sense. Uh, Uzbekistan. Oh, who didn't want to go to Uzbekistan? It's a large landlocked country in Central Asia that gained its independence in 1991 during the fall of the former Soviet Union. Everybody knows the capital of Uzbekistan is Tashkent. Oh, yeah. Been there a few times. Sure. Iran at number three. It's officially the Islamic Republic of Iran. And uh, no Valentine's Day there. Indonesia, no Valentine's Day. No no Valentine's Day in Malaysia. No Valentine's Day in Pakistan. Basically Islam because isn't it St. Valentine's Day? So the very idea of saint and sainthood says that St. Valentine's Day would be in conflict with the old... Uh, with the old uh, Islamic uh, ideology. That's at least my... That's at least my guess. So, yesterday was day number... I've lost track. Because last Wednesday, or Thursday, was day minus one. And then the opening ceremonies day on Friday. And they've been competing all of last week, so I can't keep track of what it is. But uh, the Olympics were back on last night. And... It got my attention. The the girl from uh, California who was born to a Chinese mother, Gu was her last name. She won the gold medal in uh, big air, like freestyle skiing, Something big like air. That, yeah, yeah she, saw the headline come through. She did a good job. Uh, but some of the thing getting headlines, have you seen the meals that apparently the Olympians are being asked to eat? You know, they're in a bubble. And so they can't, you know, just run on down to the sandwich shop and get whatever it is that they want. But uh, a Russian biathlete, Valeria Vastensova, Vasnetsova, yeah, that's it, sure. made claims on her Instagram page uh, attaching a photo of some unappealing food that she says she was given while in COVID-19 isolation at a local hotel. The picture appears to show a plate of plain pasta, some meat, a few potatoes, and a sauce, none of which looks incredibly appetizing. Is that chicken in the top right-hand corner? That's what I was going to ask you. What's in the top right-hand corner? Because it's what, like some sort of rib? Yeah. And says it just says some some meat. So let's go. Okay, plain pasta. All right, lower left-hand corner. Uh-huh. Some meat. Which I guess is I, the ribs rib and, and the, I would that has to be chicken. a few potatoes and a sauce. It does have to be a chicken, but is that a miniature chicken? It looks like it's just a really, really tiny chicken. Is it a Cornish hen? It's that's smaller <laughs> than a Cornish hen. That's a chick. I know it, they cracked the chicken. That looks. I don't. 
I must agree with her. That does What's not look in any way uh, appetizing. What is underneath of it? Is that a tomato underneath of it? Sure. Yeah, you can't serve a you can't serve a tiny a baby, chicken without a baby some, chicken a tomato without underneath. some garnish on there in some way. Um, she said, "My stomach hurts. I'm very pale, and I have huge black circles around my eyes. I want this all to end. I cry every day. I'm very tired." I. No, I mean, I'm not going to deny that. That looks like something I would have gotten, you know, in the lunchroom in school. You know, when the Dream Team and others, especially in the Summer Olympics, when you have professional athletes, uh, we have stopped sending NHL players on the... Because they don't want to stop the season. Right. So so there are not any NHL players who are playing on the U.S. Uh, men's hockey team, but... Let's use the dream team. Let's use the NBA players as an example. Their Olympic experience, while in ways similar to your average Olympian, in other ways vastly different. Um, When we had Simone Biles, she pulled her team because she had the coin to do it. When they were in um, Tokyo, they pulled them out of the Olympic Village and went and stayed at a Hilton or somewhere that Mm -hmm. they would be more comfortable NBA players do the same thing. In Beijing, it makes me wonder how some of these higher-profile athletes, say the Sean Whites of the world, who are used to a different degree or quality of life, how they're faring inside the Olympic bubble. You know, it's If this is what they're being served. I mean, I, I would not be happy with that. It uh, definitely does not look that doesn't those don't look like Montgomery and ribs, do they? No, no, they do. They definitely do. And that sauce doesn't look anywhere near uh, Montgomery like a La Rosa's tomato sauce. Uh, What they do need is some Keebler new fudge stripes. If you like to support the Make a Wish Foundation, Keebler has new Make a Wish celebration uh, cake, cookies, and more. They uh, proceeds will go to they're trying to raise money for Make a Wish. They have the new Chips Deluxe Double Chocolate M&M's, the new Chips Deluxe Dip Duo uh, Chocolate Fudge, and new Sandy's Cranberry and Almond that are all Make-A-Wish related not, if you'd like to support that. I'm a huge Fudge Stripe fan. I don't know. It's just not my favorite. Uh, I don't know that it's my favorite. I mean. But if that's what you're serving, I'll be like, okay. Yeah, I mean, it is, uh, it is, if you're get, sending me to the cookie aisle, that's not the one I'm picking out. Let's do that. Have you, uh, are you preparing, are you having any out of the ordinary food during the Super Bowl on Sunday? I might make myself some Skyline dip. Okay. So Cincinnati right. chili dip. I might, I don't know. Were you surprised to read that one out of every seven people order pizza on Super Bowl Sunday? I would have thought it would have been higher. I Yeah, I would have thought higher, if anything. It says there will be an excellent chance there will be pizza at Super Bowl parties. Pizza is the top snack for the Super Bowl. And the reason behind the enormous number of delivery orders on this Sunday, one out of every seven people order pizza on Super Bowl Sunday. I just would have figured higher. Well, I know that a lot of restaurants close for Super Bowl Sunday because most people don't go to restaurants to watch the game. Is that they you know go to Super Bowl parties. I know the restaurant I worked at growing up would never be open on Super Bowl Sunday night because... Interesting. Nobody would nobody would come. The Super Bowl has almost as many female fans as male fans. Women as a football-watching demographic have grown over the last few decades to the point where they make up 46% of the Super Bowl viewing audience. Well, I know one Christy Buckles is almost more excited for the game than you are, right? 
Because the halftime show. Well, that's there's a there's a difference in why they watch, right? She's not she. You won't find her during the game, but you'll know exactly where she'll be during the commercials and the halftime show. Uh, the football is just a necessary uh, hassle to get to the stuff she wants to watch. But forty six percent of the Super Bowl viewing audience, to put that in perspective, that's more female eyeballs than the Oscars, Grammys, and Emmys combined. More women watching the Super Bowl than those three awards show combined. Well, I mean, which the Super Bowl's the biggest event of the year. Still, uh, it still NFL's is the, the biggest thing. Uh, this made me laugh. 17-year-old Lincoln, Nebraska. Um, kid. We're still going to call him a kid. He's 17. Teen. He was in possession of a vehicle. I don't know if it was his vehicle or not. I don't think it was his vehicle. And so he was out joyriding and had a load of fireworks in the car with him. And he was taking these fireworks. He was lighting them on fire and throwing them out the window at people or things or just generally being a nuisance, right? Mm -hmm. Now, there's a portion of me that sounds like that would be fun to do, although mm -hmm. I would know, no, you're not supposed to do that, so don't do it. But um, where the poetic justice kicks in is that when he went to throw one out the window, the wind caught it and blew it into the back seat into his 12-inch by 12-inch box of fireworks Ooh. that then ignited, and he had to pull over because the fireworks were going off. And the car is a total loss because of the fire that it created. Uh, that backfired. I'm sorry for whose car that is, but that was probably the right punishment for a 17-year-old kid out just trying to torment people, out uh, joyriding through the neighborhood. So got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. Did you know in Switzerland it is illegal to pee standing up in an apartment building after 10 p.m. so others aren't disturbed by unnecessary tinkling? Hmm. What? Illegal to pee standing up in an apartment building after 10 p.m. so I, others I mean, aren't disturbed by unnecessary tinkling. It'd make more sense if it was based on poor aim at, <laughs> at night. But. Another incentive for home ownership in Switzerland, I suppose. Uh, or, you know, make sure you do your business before 10 p.m. Well, I can't. I, don't, I can't blame that. Just, what, that's, that's so odd. So when, they just do it differently that, in other portions so of the So what world. time are you allowed to go then? Like what time in the next 6 a.m. the next morning? Yeah, it doesn't say what time. So, or is it uh, till midnight? The, yeah. Just between ten and midnight that you're. Uh, I'm gonna go. There's a window. I'm, uh -huh. I'd say like I'd say at the very five a.m. At the very earliest, like four, probably like five, something like that. Leslie Jones may stop recapping the Olympics, saying, "I don't stay anywhere. I'm not welcomed." So, a few years ago, when Leslie Jones was still part of the cast of SNL, NBC hired her to be an Olympic correspondent. 
all right, inject some comedy into the Olympics, do, you know. Did she do kind of what Snoop and Kevin Hart did? Yeah, it's kind of a forerunner to that. Uh, only she got out and actually went and did. It was more kind of like how David Letterman used to send his mother to the Olympics to be a correspondent interview people, only Leslie Jones style. Doesn't Jimmy Kimmel send his security guard to the Super Bowl? Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, sends Guillermo, Guillermo uh, thank to, you. The, yeah, that is his name. To, to the Super Bowl. But so she um, she is continuing to do – she is continuing to cover the Olympics, but she's not a sanctioned NBC correspondent any longer to the point that NBC has had to block some of her tweets because they're trying to distance themselves from her. Hmm. So I'm going to be honest, I had, until this until probably just about five minutes ago when you were not even that long, a minute and a half ago when you mentioned her, I'm not sure I would have known who she was. Okay. I would have obviously known who she was. I never really liked her on SNL. Um, she was too much. You know, she was just too, she was, she, it was like, that's why I didn't like Robin Williams stand up. It was just too much. It was like, I can't, I can't keep up with all that. Um, and I didn't know that she was still doing this and apparently <laughs> she's not getting paid to do it. But I got some notification last night on one of my devices that this was some type of controversy mm -hmm. that they were trying to get worked out. But so NBC is just trying to be like, all right, you, you, don't, you don't work for us. We have our own correspondence now. You need to go on home. Mm -hmm. Now, they can't keep her from tweeting. You know, she can tweet whatever she wants. Can, can you keep her from tweeting since you're a shareholder? Uh, I mean, I can, I can voice my concern at the shareholders meeting. I don't know how much sway it's going to mm -hmm. have. I would probably need to align myself with a couple of other mm -hmm. key shareholders. Do you know any? Oh, clearly. I know them all. I, I said, you have I, I have to align myself with another, another couple of key uh -huh, uh -huh, shareholders. Uh -huh. Cause to be clear, I am obviously a, uh, a, a key shareholder to the entire process. And by that, I mean, in that equation, the, the, key. Key, the key portion just being the loudest mouth. <laughs> You're like, uh, the Super Bowl experience. You know, I told you earlier in the week, Sam, that you could go to Los Angeles and just to sit in the parking lot and enjoy the game, it would cost you a grand. Mm -hmm. So you didn't seem particularly uh, motivated by that. But I mean, at that point, if I'm going to spend a grand, why not just spend six and get inside? <laughs> the Super Bowl experience is being held at the Los Angeles Convention Center, and it is described as the NFL's interactive theme park. I've the, heard this is actually really cool. It's a little bit like if you've ever been to the SEC tournament, mm -hmm. they have that Dr. Pepper mm -hmm. championships where they do drills and virtual reality stuff and they they do this might at the draft too pep rallies and all those things but it's only twenty dollars for everyone over 12 years of age but uh when, that's the initial cost but if you want a two-day uh you go forty dollars if you're going to go starting on thursday so you don't even get a through saturday like a 35 dollars or something to get it but can, can we just no. can you take a second though and look at this picture and how beautiful that logo is on the right 
Is there anything? Uh, I mean, that is well, quite yeah, possibly the best picture we've ever put up on the Sam, screen. you won't get any argument from me over the elegance of the letter B. Uh-huh. I mean, you just, that, that most, the letter B is most oftentimes when I see it. So are we going to see you wear a Bengals shirt is, then? It's beautiful. No, you won't see me wear one just primarily because I'm not going to buy one. Um, but I don't, I don't really care who wins. Don't you want Sunday. my happiness? I do want happiness then, for then you. Let's get a who day. Yeah, I don't know about that. I, I did hear Whitney Carmen say she's going to miss talking to you about the Super Bowl tomorrow. That next week she hopes to be able to talk with you about a Super Bowl championship. Oh, for the Bengals. I'll be floating in the building if that happens. We got to get to a break. We'll come back, finish it up for the morning here on In the Know. MB's point to ponder for today. Sam, do you know who Drake is pulling for in the Super Bowl? God, nothing would surprise me. Okay, well. Is he pulling for the Rams? Is there LA? I don't know. I'm just asking you oh. if you know because of the Drake curse. Is uh-huh. the Drake curse real? I'm and hoping if, he's pulling for the Rams. If so, aren't you hoping that he's Team L.A.? Yeah, 100%. No, so, I mean, there's uh, Will Ferrell came out the other day uh, with his face painted like a Bengal tiger yesterday, I saw. So. Uh, Will Ferrell, he can't he can't mess with karma like that, I don't think. No, so. I'm fine with Will I mean, the, the one Bengal fan that we do have is Woody Harrelson. He is a noted Bengal fan. Huh. And Dra- George Clooney. Drake apparently is a super jinx. If he wears a jersey, poses for a photo with an athlete, or in any way appears to be supporting any particular team or person, that team will go on to lose, often against the odds. So you want him to see be well, in the blue and yellow. Well, the Bengals don't have the odds. The odds are in the Rams' favor. So luckily, maybe that would break the curse. But the Bengals have broken plenty of curses this year, so maybe we could just break the Drake curse as well. Might as well, while you're at it. Broke the playoff curse. Breaking down all those barriers. Uh-huh. All right, on television tonight, Jeopardy! National College Championship. It is quarterfinal number one. Also on CBS, the Super Bowl greatest commercials, all-time classics, Boomer Esiason and Daniela Rua host a countdown of the best Super Bowl commercials. And I think, I don't know if they re-record that every year because they let Kevin Frazier mm-hmm. do, from E.T. do a feature on the new ones for the year, so I'm not sure. See, I but, don't like, I, I don't like to look at any of the commercials i like well this year i might because i'll probably be too stressed to actually consume but i don't like i like to when i see the commercials to be on super bowl night yeah i like to see the i don't want to preview mm-hmm. any of the commercials as, as well uh, i have seen you know tidbits of what to look forward to like mm-hmm. scarlett johansson and colin jost mm-hmm. are going to be in an amazon commercial Lindsay lohan's in something too right? yeah but i don't want to see them mm-hmm. you know just want to be i just want to be surprised and then on NBC, of course, uh, Winter Olympic coverage, men's and women's snowboarding, women's slalom, and medals are awarded in luge and the men's freestyle skiing big air event. Ooh, luge. Luge. I want to see, I'm, I'm, I want to see the downhill skiing, like the slalom, the super uh-huh. G, the downhill. That's the, when they go 80 miles an hour on skis. That's what I want to see. I've never even been skiing, so I can't imagine me. I've been skiing. It's been a long time, but uh, I enjoy it's- it. I mean, it's harder than looks. Yeah, it is. about that. It'll wear you out, too. Today's highlight in history, this date in 1587, Mary, Queen of Scots, was beheaded at uh, Fotheringay Castle in England. I'm sure I nailed that. 
after she was implicated in a plot to murder her cousin, Queen Elizabeth I. Oh. In 1910, the Boy Scouts of America was incorporated. In 1922, President Warren G. Harding had a radio installed in the White House. (laughs) What year was that? Big day, 1922. Oh, so that's 100 years ago. Yeah. 1952, Queen Elizabeth II proclaimed her accession to the British throne following the death of her father, King George VI. Now, do you think that same radio is in the White House? It's not in the White House, but it's probably down the street at the Smithsonian. I, I would love to see that. That'd, like, that'd be a really cool radio to see, in all seriousness. Yep. In 2007, Anna Nicole Smith died at age 39. Birthdays today. John Williams is 90. Wow. What a great composer. I mean, John Williams, I would, I would love to be able to flash forward 200 years from now and hear the way that when you talk about Brahms, Beethoven, Mozart, and Williams, like that, that's to the level, his ability to compose is in the same quality level as those. Will Miranda be on that list? Um, I know he's not, I mean, he's a different kind of composer, but yeah, he's done a lot of really good things. Well, Sheeran's a good composer, too. By the way, I, I did secure... I didn't I didn't throw away my shot yesterday to be able to see Hamilton. Oh, that's... Yeah, mm-hmm. I we got were the, talking about I got that. the hookup. Ted Koppel is 82 today. Nick Nolte is 81. Mary Steenburgen is 69. John Grisham is 67. One of my favorite authors. You know, it's easy reading stuff. It's easy to read at the beach. It's just, you know, you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to think mm-hmm. too much. I just love those John Grisham legal dramas. Uh, Seth Green is 48. Cecily Strong is 38. Clay Thompson is 32. Sam, your grandparents were at the coronation of QE2? Yes. Well, I mean, my grandfather was British. So. Uh, of course, but mm-hmm. that's awesome. They got mm-hmm. to be at the coronation. I'd forgotten about that that my mom reminded me. So, yes, it's a good point. Um, now, and I forgot, the other composer that we, we missed was Cook. <laughs> oh, it's in its own category. I was going to say, I mean, he... Cook Ranch Music is in a category over here by itself. I'm sure he's... Elevated slightly. Turning out some new music in recovery. I'll bet, I'll bet one Sarah Cook wishes he would turn down the noise. <laughs> Gone but not forgotten, William Tecubsey Sherman, born in 1820, Jules Verne in 1828, Audrey Meadows in 1922, Jack Lemon in 1925. I've seen that coronation on the Crown. I would be would be curious to know mm-hmm. how accurate it is. They they have they go to great pains to make it accurate when they because I'm almost positive, and my mom would be able to conf- confirm this that my grandparents were married the same year. They were married, I think, March 29th of the same year of. So this would have been their 70th anniversary as well. Interesting. Well, that's neat. All right, let's go to 1960 for our chart toppers. This is Jimmy Jones and Handyman. I'm not the kind to use a visual I'm handy with the love and I'm no fool. I don't know if this is as good as Sandman. Do they do they put whistling in there because handymen are more likely to whistle? Whistle as they work? Yeah. There was a feature on an, an artist on CBS Sunday Morning about a girl who whistles, like that's her profession, 
and she's I mean she's very good, but it's like if if Christy comes through here and sees this story, she's gonna flip over this whistling. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh yeah, she does not like whistling. She does not like whistling. Nineteen sixty nine, Sly and the Family Stone, number one with everyday people. It's got some good uh, audio there in the headphones, too. It's really good. Let's go to Randy Newman in 1978 with Short People. I sometimes sing this walking through the store. (laughs) So the same great piano used to write Short People wrote... You've got a friend in me, Toy Story. All right, from short people in 78 to Gina in 87. Some great hair, though. Living on a prayer. Oh, without a doubt. Joan Osborne, One of Us in 96. Sierra Missy Elliott, One Two Step in 05. And Katy Perry, Dark Horse, Eight Years Ago Today. Would have made a bunch of people mad if I would cut it off right before that. I was going to say, you had to at least hit it a little bit. Let it breathe a little. Uh-huh. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. There are some things you learn best in calm and some in storm. There are some things you learn best in calm and some in storm. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know, and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.